Thank you so much for tuning in to Purifying Truths. Today we have with us a phenomenal guest all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, Mr. Deron Rowan. Welcome to Purifying Truths. How are you today? I am fine. How are you today? Amazing, amazing. Grateful and honored to have you on the show. Let's dive right in. Please, please, please tell us who you are and what you do. First of all, I'm a child of God. Um, he is my savior. I am a girl's dad. They are two women. They are 30 and 24. I've been an employee for 25 years as a manager on my job. Mm -hmm. I'm an author, international mm -hmm. speaker, and a storytelling coach. All right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So what inspired you to be a storyteller? I am so intrigued because that's not something we hear often. So the reason why I wanted to be a storytelling coach, I met Mr. Les Brown through a speaking group and it was to help us to tell our stories because it is our stories that can really help transform lives mm -hmm. as well as our, as well as our own right mm -hmm. and so i fell in love with the art of telling a story to make an impact to someone else plus i love the arts you know i've done some acting in the past okay. i used to write poetry so all of those were a part of storytelling, right? When you're acting, you're acting out somebody else's script. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so learning the ability and the skill set Mr. Brown teaches to use your own story as your own script so that you can make an impact, not just to your life, but to the life of others. I just fell in love with it. And I love helping people form their own stories to make an impact. Yes, yes. You know, I believe that we all have a story. If you live long enough, you're going to have a story to tell. And Mr. Les Brown, oh my God, amazing, amazing, amazing on so many different levels. I know I've heard him say, don't make a point without telling a story. Yes. And so I love the fact that you have went and met with him and you're following under Mr. Les Brown. So let's talk a little bit about, since we're on the topic of storytelling, I know you're an author. The name of your book is A Mindset of Change. Tell us what made you write. So have you always been a lover of reading and words or did something happen to transform you where you thought, okay, let me give it a try? Actually, it did. Life. You know, we, we've we've heard before that life will either happen to you or life mm -hmm. will happen for you. Mm -hmm. And then this in this instance, it, it was happening for me. But I didn't understand it because I was too caught up in the frame of the picture. Mm -hmm. I'm not a real avid reader, to be honest with you, but I'm a PK kid. So I understood, you know, the power of going to church and reading the scriptures and listen to my dad prepare for his sermons. And my uncle was a pastor as well. So I would hear that. Right. And I always took that in because I do believe that God can pull out of you only what you put in you. Mm -hmm. So I always had a basic amount of scripture just to make me dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was going through some situations in my life, uh, that led me to depression, uh, feeling like I wasn't enough, you know, suicidal thoughts, 
uh, bankruptcy, and then all of those were centered around my divorce. You know, I knew some things in my life had to change. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to church one night, December 31st, actually, 2019. And I sat in that watch night service. You all, that's New Year's Eve service. Mm-hmm. I sat in that watch night service and it was packed. You know, everybody goes to church on Mother's Day, Easter, mm-hmm. and watch night service. But I really felt like my pastor was only talking to me. And how many times have we gone to a concert and your favorite artist is singing and you know every word and the only one in that building is you singing off key and your favorite (laughs) artist. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when I was sitting in that church, my pastor said, one verse that I've heard forever, Romans 12 and 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. And when I went home that night, I remember asking God in the mirror, what do I need to do? I don't want to live going into 2020 with the same mindset that I've had from 2016 to 2019. I need a clearer vision, if you will, 2020, Mm -hmm. perfect vision. And just as clear as day, clear as day, he told me, he said, go write, go journal, go write. And I began to write my book that night well, I didn't even know it was a book, to be honest with you. I just began to write. It was my feelings. It was my emotions. It was me putting everything about me on paper, whole or broken. Putting it on paper, being honest with myself, being transparent with myself. And I began to write and begin to write. And all of a sudden, I've got 30, 40 pages. And then I said, well, you know what? My mindset is changing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I begin to seek counsel. And things began to start to change. And the more I began to write, the better I would feel. And the more I felt like I could make an impact, not just to myself, but to other people when I was sharing my story. And so I just fell in love with writing. And within three or four months after that date, I published my first book, The Mindset of Change. I just love to read now. Mm-hmm. As you were writing, you begin to have a change of mind. The mind is so powerful. And many times we hold back because of fear, right? We think, oh, not this or not that. But once you make that effort, you immediately begin to think differently and see things differently and have a new perspective. Not only did you writing a book liberate you, you are now liberating others. You said something that I thought was very profound. Transparency is everybody's superpower. Would you please explain that? Because I totally agree. You know, I put this part in my book. COVID season shut the world down, right? And then they had this trend going on that this superpower was going to be, you know, I know it was a joke, but it was on social media that, you know, at 12 a.m., that's going to be a, a wave of superpowers we're going to get, right? And everybody was jotting mm-hmm. in. They said, I want this superpower. I want that superpower. And if we all could have a superpower as an adult, my superpower would have been being invisible to my kids when I wanted some downtime from them. I see mm-hmm. you, daddy. Well, where are you at? <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. But honestly, one superpower that we all have, we don't have the power of a DC Marvel character. 
But we all do have a superpower of transparency. And I believe that if we can become okay with not being okay in ourselves and allowing people to see that, hey, sometimes I hurt, sometimes I fall, sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. When we can show the good side of life and the bad side of life, that's transparency, that's authenticity. And that is what is can can be able to allow someone to connect with you and say, hey, you know what, this person over here, I can understand their story because even though I can tell there was some pain there, look at where they are now. Mm-hmm. And, and I can help. If they made it, how many times have we heard that? If they made it, I can make it. Mm-hmm. If they can do it, I can do it. But that is only through our, our ability to show a superpower of transparency, meaning that when you put on that cape of transparency, nobody can hurt you. The darts of the enemy can't destroy you. The pitfalls of the one who's seeking this world can't destroy you because it's you. And you understand that where you came from may not be where you are going, but you're better than what you was then. Yes. And my story is still evolving. And that's Mm -hmm. what I mean by we all have a sense of transparency that we should use, not be afraid to say so very very powerful like i said i absolutely agree that transparency is our superpower and not just transparency to those that we come in contact with or interact with but i think transparency starts with looking in the mirror come on now many times we have an image that we try to keep up with for ourselves we wear so many hats and do so many things that we feel as though we need to fit in this box because society said if you're this and this and this then this should be the end result or the package and once we're transparent with ourselves it's so much easier to be transparent with others i can relate on so many levels i tell you deron i overstand what you're saying and i think that's why i believe it's so powerful and certainly necessary to get the message out and to show others that it's okay not to be okay, and to be transparent. I believe that we need community. I believe that none of us can make it alone. And as I say, together we shine brighter. Now you mentioned some of your challenges that you've overcome, depression, suicidal ideation, bankruptcy. Please share with us, not just the challenge, but how did you overcome and get over them to get where you are now? Wow, you know that, well, that that is a question. I wish we had two segments to this. <laughs> but <laughs> in the short form, I really I mean, honestly, when I tell you that watch night service was the beginning of that for me, uh, when I realized that this was it, I'm not gonna do it. But leading up to that, a part of it and it's in my book, mm-hmm. a part of that in twenty nineteen I had to go see a counselor. Mm-hmm. It was just to the point where I remember waking up in my mom and dad's driveway. And, you know, I didn't live with them at the time. And that's another story. But I was, I woke up in the driveway and she didn't even know I was there. And she came out and she said, dude, how long you been in my driveway? Cause I, I worked second shift mm-hmm. and I would get home about five o'clock in the morning and I didn't even go home. I, I ended up at my parents' house. And she was like, dude, you gotta go get help. You know, you gotta go talk to somebody. And I, and I, I called, I called a counselor, <laughs> kind of a funny story. 
You know, mm-hmm. we have a employee assistance program at work and yes. I called a counselor and I hung up. Yes, may I help you? And I hung the phone up. I called him again. I hung up again. I called him one more time and I hung up the third time. But this time, I guess it's a trigger. They called me back. Mm. And they said, hey, you've called us three times. Is everything okay? And I just began to cry on the phone. Made an appointment, got to go see the counselor the next day. So a lot of a lot of that reprogramming was I had to go deep inside of me and figure, you know, some things out and come face to face, like you said, with the person in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that's when I understood too that it just wasn't about the enemy on the outside of me. It was the enemy on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. The the person that didn't want me to pick up my cross. The person that didn't want me to believe in myself because it had preconditioned ideals of what my life is supposed to be because what I was allowing my mindset to fall victim to. Mm-hmm. You know, when I began to change my mindset, life really changed. You know, when I began to tell myself that I am worthy, when before I would tell myself, man, you're just a failure. You know, when I began to tell myself, hey, that, you know, you can overcome bankruptcy. And my, but my mindset before was you are horrible with money. When I began to tell myself, hey, you know, you're not a worthy husband. Now I'm, I'm valuable as a mate. You know, I really had to flip those things around that at one time I was conditioning myself to believe about myself. But it was a process. I wish I could say it was overnight, but it wasn't. It was a detox mm-hmm. of feelings and emotions that I had allowed to build up inside my mind. Wow. Wow. Well, I am so so happy that you went and got help. Many times there is a stigma of talking to anybody about what concerns you, the cares deep in your heart. If you tell Susie, your best friend, then she might bring it up later when you're at the whatever event. Or if you tell the pastor, in some Mm -hmm. cases, you'll hear about it in the next sermon. But you didn't let those things stop you and that you reached out and got help. And Mm -hmm. truly, I believe that, again, it takes a village. We can't do this on our own. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. With that being said, knowing that now you're in a different place, you have a changed mindset, please explain how you seize every day. Um, what kind of daily routines or mantras do you have that help you? I, I'm, I'm evolving into that, to be honest with you. But one thing that I do every single day is my gratitudes. Mm-hmm. I've got to practice my gratitudes. And recently, I got like a little thing that I read off my phone. And I wake up in the morning time and I read my gratitudes. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the day, I have reminders on my phone through my busy points of my day, a little alarm and go off and say, say your gratitudes. And then wherever I'm at, it doesn't doesn't have to be big. Hey God, thank you for this breath. Mm -hmm. Thank you for keeping me where I didn't react the way I wanted to react, Mm -hmm. you know? And one other thing that I really like to stress, I've really had to be better about my health. I started going to the gym. I'll tell you a story real quick. My, My trainer would get mad at me because I, I, I heard a trainer. And mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an athletically built guy. And she would say, you're eating wrong. You're eating wrong. And one day, you know, I just had to tell them, I'm like, 
really, I didn't hire you for my personal trainer, for my body, but I hired you for my mind because I would always quit early in the game. Mm. And so even when her and I were working out, I was finding myself when she get to rep seven, you know, I'm picking up that rep on the seventh rep. I would want to lay the, lay the weight down. And when I started seeing that pattern it, during our workouts, now I begin to push through seven. I didn't care how heavy it was or how tired it was. Seven was not going to stop me anymore. Push through that number, whatever that number is for anybody. You know, mm-hmm. you can push through that. And so I use the gym as motivation, not just for my body to reposition my mind that when I am tired, when I don't feel like it, yes, that's when you push the hardest. Mm. So the gratitudes and the, the gym workout for really was the main key ingredients for me to begin to embody this new version of myself. Amazing. Since COVID, everyone's, you know, mindset, mindset, mindset evolving. And I believe it becomes even cliche. So it's definitely refreshing when you see and hear someone that not just talks it, but walks it as well. And so I certainly appreciate and applaud you for that. Deron, as far as the gratitudes, I love that you do that. I'm a lover of nature and I can find beauty in anything God made from, you know, a sunrise to the wildflower growing on the side of the road. I just love nature. When I do my gratitudes, I'm so grateful for sight. I affirm who I am whose I am, and my purpose. Mm. doesn't matter if I think I can do it or not. I know he that is in me is greater and it will be done because what's for me, nobody else can take. But yet I have to start, like you said, you know, I have to do my part. And so in that, I'm thinking of what I'm grateful for. And it doesn't matter. I can open my eyes and look out and see. Now I'm telling you the physical things that I see But in doing so, just like the gym helps you, Mm -hmm. I see beyond my physical. I can now see into the spirit realm. I can now see how I'm to do, what I'm to do, when I'm to do. So I love that you too practice gratitudes. Now, you mentioned something about going to the gym and really didn't need her, your trainer for the physical. Mm But you talk a little bit about replacing bad habits with good habits. And so that brings me to how we talk to ourselves, right? So how do we practice positive self-talk? And so give us an example of how we could replace a bad habit with a good one. And I'm not talking the extremes. What are the little things that we can do just on a daily basis? I'll give you two. One is... Remember that show that came out called Being Mary Jane with Gabrielle Union? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Remember that she had this routine that she would put post-it notes all over her house for affirmations? Yes. yes. But it's interesting how God would bring things back up to you when you need those things at that point in time. I remember sitting at my one, one seat down at table and I had some post-it notes. I don't know why I just have post-it notes and I begin to write words of affirmation on my post-it notes. 
And then I put them all over my mirror because that movie, that movie came back to me. But Gabrielle Union's came back to me. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a mural of post-it notes. So when I would get down in the morning, because it's a daily battle, let's be real. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a daily battle to just get out of bed. So some mornings when I didn't feel like getting up, when I didn't feel like getting out of that fetal position, I didn't feel like saying my gratitude. I'm like, God, you know, I love you, but leave me alone right now. <laughs> I can go to that mirror and say, you are worthy. You are loved. You are special. You're an overcomer. You're strong. So all of my posting notes, you know, were words of affirmation and strength. So when I begin to think negative thoughts about myself, I can go to that posting note and pull out something positive right there on the spot to combat that. The word says that when you take something out, you got to replace it with something stronger. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, it's going to come back, what, seven times harder on you. Yes. So I had to begin to put words of affirmation into my spirit, into my soul, into my mind. So that when I begin to tell myself those negative things, I gave my mind a mental bodyguard. All right. You want to you want to tell me I'm bad? OK, Mr. Bodyguard, you got him today. Uh, I got him. D. I got him. You know, I had to build my mind up with the positive words of affirmation. And number two, I had to learn to clap for myself. That's my martyr. Because when I was going through those times, Donnie McClurkin had that song that sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. So I believe at that point, coming through those situations, I got to clap for myself. I can't worry about the next person that don't understand what I'm going through to say, hey, D, good job. I can't worry about somebody sending me, hey, man, you're going to be okay. Because they might not understand what I'm going through to say, you're going to be okay. You know, I can't worry about what somebody else's plight in their life is or how success looks. I got to worry about myself right now. I need to clap for myself. Mm-hmm. It's not being selfish, but what if it is being selfish? Isn't it okay? God only made you. Mm-hmm. God only made me. Wasn't God selfish when he made you? You know, he, you, your unique talents are just for you. So I begin to clap for myself. You know, so I believe that, you know, you got to learn to clap for yourself, encourage yourself, see where your worth is in yourself and know that God didn't bring you through any of that junk to leave you where you are and just find refuge in him. Those are two quick points. Indeed. Thank you so much for sharing. I believe that we need to speak aloud uh, words of affirmation. I also believe that many times we have that battle in the mind, as Joyce Meyer said, with stinking thinking. And so many times, as you described, or we're laying in that bed or we're you know, in a situation that we just don't want to be bothered, it's important because you read things that you don't even realize you're reading. If you pay in the grocery store and passing by the rice, you're like, oh, that's $1.99. You weren't even buying the rice. We weren't even looking at the rice, but you remember, oh, that was $1.99. I take that same concept. I don't have the posty notes, but I have postcards and I have them up all over my home and in my vehicle. I even take them in my planner. And with those, I have scriptures and I have words of affirmation. Just to remind me, you know, when I go into the kitchen, you know, greater is he that is in me. I'm the head and not the tail. It's not that I'm stopping and saying, let me see what this one says, but it grabs your attention and it puts you in the mindset where you need to be. Now, what I love that you said, 
but that was your mental bodyguard. You know what? As of today, my bodyguard too. I need one of them. You know, I don't need to deal with this, that, and the other, but I'm going to use those index cards for those thoughts to be transitioned into my mental bodyguard. So I thank you for sharing that with me as well. And indeed, we do have to clap for ourselves. We look for validation outside. But the most important validation is in ourselves. Amen. If we get it from out, good. But even if we don't, we need to know who we are, where we've come from, and appreciate the journey. Mm -hmm. Many times we get stuck in, oh, woe is me. You know, oh, why did I have to look at them? They didn't go through. Oh, they didn't have to. But we don't understand that this is part of the process and the journey so that we'll have what we need to give to somebody else so that we'll be filled up so much that we can pour into others. And so with that being said, you have many great things coming up for us in the future. Please, please, please share with us what's next. Well, what's next? I'm, I'm writing my second book. I'm going to deal with it on the level of inspiration and influence. Mm -hmm. Two mm -hmm. pillars, inspiration and influence. So I wish I can give you more, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> I've got a couple speaking engagements coming up uh, pretty soon. Um, uh, one's virtual, and then one I'm in, I'm in um, maybe live. I'm just waiting to see how the contracts work out. But mm -hmm. hey, you can catch me on social media and stay up with me, and you know, hopefully that you know we can encourage each other, make an impact to each other. Yes, yes. Now you mentioned social media. Please give your social media handle so that the audience can follow and stay in touch with you. Instagram is D D E Rowan R O W A N. Facebook and everything else. Facebook, LinkedIn is a uh, Darren. My first name D E R R O N and Rowan R O W A N. Amazing. Thank you so very much. Once again, the name of your book, A Mindset of Change. Where can we find that? Oh, well, you can get that off of my website at DarrenRowan.com. Mm -hmm. DarrenRowan.com. It's a link. It'll go to Amazon. And um, you can purchase it right from that link. Or you can go to Amazon and put me in a search bar. And it'll come up. Absolutely. Amazing. So excited to have you on Purifying Truths. Excited to get the book, A Mindset of Change. I encourage everyone out there, go get the book. It is going to change your life. Now, don't be selfish. Once you get the book, make sure you leave a review. As an author, I know how important those reviews are. And trust me, the money that you give us in the purchase of the book is appreciated. But those reviews are appreciated so much more. It encourages us and helps us to stay encouraged to do the next and the next and the next. So please, a mindset of change. Make sure that you get it today on Amazon and also on Deron's website, D-E-R-R-O-N-R-O-W-A-N.com. Yes, Thank you so much for joining us at Purifying Truths. And it has been a pleasure and an honor having you on today. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. 
You too can connect with A Star. Instagram and Facebook at Facets of A Star. Tune in every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in the various facets of life. Shine bright.